From the darkest reaches of space to the deepest corners of your mind. Your mind. Welcome to From the Void. As a student of history, I've always been a big fan of the Victorian era. The Victorian era is defined as the 63-year period of the reign of Queen Victoria, which spanned from 1837 until her death in 1901. This was a fascinating period of significant political and social change. This was an era that saw the implementation of the postage stamp, the modern rail line, the advancements in science and technology brought about by the Industrial Revolution, and also darker things like the terror inflicted in London by Jack the Ripper and H.H. H. Holmes in America. This period also saw the release of classics such as A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens and Dracula by Bram Stoker. And Charles Darwin would go on to publish The Origin of Species. Alexander Graham Bell would also patent the telephone during this period amongst a slew of other revolutionary advancements in technology. But the thing that I always found the most fascinating is even though much of the superstition and magic of prior centuries was greatly pushed aside by the scientific advancement of this period, the spiritualist movement was still massively popular at the time. The spiritualist movement, though it still exists, saw its peak popularity between 1840 and the 1920s and became known as a social religious movement based on the belief that a person's awareness or soul survives the death of the physical body, and has the ability to make contact with the living. That spirits continue to evolve within the spirit world and can therefore provide valuable insight to the world of the living by way of psychic mediums. So why am I talking about a movement that saw its heyday over a hundred years ago? Because the popularity of psychics and psychic mediums in particular, who claim to have the ability to speak with deceased loved ones, still operate within society today. In fact, I have several who have businesses just up the road from my house. This fascination with mediums speaks to our desire to know what happens after death. Is there such a thing as a soul? If so, does it survive the death of the physical body? And if so, what is the afterlife like? These are questions human beings and religion have been asking since the beginning of time. So the question is, are there human beings gifted with the ability to see between worlds and communicate with the other side? As with all things, there are always scam artists out there who will take advantage of vulnerable people. But are there actually legitimate mediums within the sea of fakes? People that can truly connect with the loved one who has passed over. This week, I welcome to the show Alexandria Chavez, who works as a psychic medium helping those who want to connect with loved ones on the other side. Alex was kind enough to come on. Alex was kind enough to come on and talk to me about what it's like growing up with this type of gift, what her process is like, and the things she's learned over the years. Welcome to this week's mystery, part one with my guest, Alex Chavez, Psychics, Mediums, and the Other Side, on From the Void. Oh, 
Okay, welcome to the podcast. I have with me, I'm very excited. I have Alexandria Chavez, uh, who is a psychic medium, the first that we've ever had on the show. So thank you so much for coming out and, and give me, giving me some of your time. Of course. I'm really excited. Excellent. Well, yeah, I, I, we were just talking before we started recording. I, I accidentally found you. Um, some of my listeners know I'm absolutely terrible with technology, which is funny that I'm in podcasting because, you know, it's all technology. <laughs> <laughs> but believe me, it took me a long time to figure it out. But I accidentally found your channel. Uh, you have a you have an excellent, an outstanding TikTok channel, and I accidentally happened upon it on a Friday night where I I literally hit a button and ended up on the live stream and found your channel and was just fascinated. I love it. Spirit probably pulled you to my live stream. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was one of those days where I was in that mood, and it and it it, uh, it was a very positive kind of vibe that you uh that you have going and and you've just got such a great like happy joyful personality that i just you know i sat there and i probably watched it for i, I don't know how lo however long you were going oh i, I love I it attention. i love that <laughs> yeah i do i'm a sagittarius rising and moon so i come off like really annoying <laughs> bubbly i guess <laughs> Bubbly, oh, yeah. not annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends who, who you are. Um, some people don't like, you know, happiness. <laughs> I'm a Leo. I don't know entirely what that means, but I do know that like typically I'm accused of being like very extroverted and I know ah, it's a lot I for some people that. to handle. So. I love that. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> So um, for, for a lot of listeners and myself included, and I think I mentioned this, uh, you know, before we started recording as well, um, I don't, I, you know, I don't profess to know a ton about, you know, what it, what it means to be psychic. I do know a little bit. I know that there are different types of psychics mm -hmm. and um, uh, I, I do know that a lot of people just assume that all psychics like, tell me my future, you know, and right. uh, will I get married and will I be rich and wealthy, you know? So uh, before we go, because I do want to go into your background too, but before we do that, explain to folks who are listening a little bit about the differences between different types of psychics. Yeah. So um, before I even like explain something about myself is that I never claim to know everything either. I'm very much a student to life myself and my opinions about even like psychic work and the connection that's being actively made with spirit or with energy or what have you it's always changing based on my own experiences. Um, but what I honestly feel like I suck at psychic work. <laughs> like I'm not, I, I feel like I'm more of a medium, which is connecting to spirit, whereas psychic work is connecting to a person, an embodied person. Mediumship is connecting to a soul that does not have a body. Um, and psychic work is much more concerned with a person's life, their destiny, their dreams, it's very past, present, future. Um, and depending on your channel, which is like your body, the way that you receive um, intuitive downloads and such, it's going to be different for every person. So for like me, I naturally am inclined to picking up people's past information. I can talk about someone's childhood and their memories and, you know, things like that. And then I can go into like present time energy. But it's very hard for me personally to pick up future stuff. I'm not sure why, but that's just kind of how my channel works. I'm, um, but some psychics can pick up information about like things that you're you're dreaming of, like oh, I see that you're wanting to write a book or wanting to create your own tarot deck. And then there's like psychics like Sylvia Brown who 
she literally predicted the coronavirus for 2020 in like the 19, so I don't know what year it was. It was like way before like even the 2000s that she was predicting things, you know, light years ahead of time. She's incredible. So um, every everybody's different, but you can definitely learn um, with simple development. It's just like singing, like everybody can learn how to sing. Are you going to be good at it? That's going to depend. Some people are naturally good at singing. Some people naturally are very bad at singing and so it it depends on if you're willing to develop it and you have that desire then you probably have some sort of calling to do you know that type of work did that make sense what i just said (laughs) yeah that's that's a really interesting way to put it and uh, i grew up actually singing so i i I, um connected that analogy very well and that's that's very true and i've heard it described as that before where it's like any kind of muscle or any kind of um thing that, you know, you have to continually uh, exercise that, that muscle, as it were, or continue to practice it so that Absolutely. you can uh, sharpen your skills. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm sharpening my skills every single day. And I learn very much through trial and error. Like in my readings, I will have, I do six readings a week and they're all private sessions and each and every one is so different. And then sometimes I've had readings where I leave crying because I felt like it wasn't good enough. And then I think to myself, Mm. what happened there? Like, what did I do differently from the last one where this one just like completely felt like I was not connected? Um, Even though I do the same process, I have the same approach, the same routine. I do create a muscle memory around my, my reading. So I listen to the same music beforehand. So my body starts to move into the attunement of, oh, Alex is getting ready to talk to the, you know, the deceased people over there in the spirit world. My body kind of begins to expand with certain songs. Um, and I do the same thing. But I think, yeah, it just everyone, everyone's soul needs something different from a reading too. And I have to remember that I can't judge that. Um, so some people, all they need to know is like their, their person is okay. And it's more sentimental based versus evidence based, which is what I, um, have a standard in my readings. I have to bring through lots of evidence to prove that I'm connecting. And if that is not, you know, given to my standards, then I kind of judge the reading. And so as mediums, we have to work on not judging what the client needs and also what the spirit provides It's a balance. Mm. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about, so at what point, what age were you when you first started to realize, Hey, I might have a gift that a lot of other people don't. So I was actually five years old. I was probably younger than that when I first started, um, seeing spirit, but my earliest memory, my, on my own was when I was around five years old and I was playing Barbies in the living room. And I looked over into the corner and I saw this old woman standing in the corner full body apparition she looked like a human being and she was holding a baby and she walked over to me and she said hi i'm your great grandmother and this is your sister um and she was like can you go tell your mom that i have the baby and the baby is safe and i was like okay cool like of course (laughs) like i was not scared at all because as children unless we are taught that spirits are scary um or Mm -hmm. we see like scary movies or kind of just have that sort of um bias like programming i it's my opinion and my belief that we wouldn't be scared of spirit because they are not scary like they're actually very kind and they don't ever want to harm us or make us scared of them and so i would go to my mom and say 
your grandma's here and she's got your baby and she's okay. And then my mom just would like burst out in tears and she'd be like, how do you know about your sister? Because my sister had passed away before I was born. I was like the rainbow baby. My sister had only lived for about three hours and she ended up passing away Mm. um, after birth. And so she would come to me all the time and just like play with me. And I, I think I was more psychic back then as well. Cause I would always be like, Oh, so-and-so is about to come to the house or so-and-so is about to call you mom. Or, you know, my little brother just took a shit in his pants like right now. And then like a, an hour <laughs> later, like he would like poop, like, well, I guess not an hour later, like really soon after I would say something, it would yeah. always happen. Um, and it was just very normal for me. I just didn't, um, ever question it, which I think because I didn't like overanalyze it or create any sort of a narrative around it, I just kind of let it be what it was. It was really free to exist. And so that's what actually allowed it to grow is that I was not getting in the way of it. And neither was my mom. She was very encouraging of it. And I would, I have this memory, like I used to see Abraham Lincoln walk past my window every single night, like his full shadow would walk past my window and he would tip his hat to me. And I have no idea what that connection is or why he was around me. But I have other medium friends that say that they used to see Abraham Lincoln as a child as well. And I just think it's so weird. But that was like one thing that I remember. And there was like lots of spirit children that would play with the toys. Like my mom would freak out because like a ball would like be bouncing by itself or like the dolls would be standing up and moving. Like if somebody was playing with them, it was like a real uh, tangible experience for us. And um, there used to be this cop that I would see in the house. He was a spirit and he was a cop and he would like tell me that he was protecting us. And I would always tell my mom, there's this cop, he's here and he's, he's a dad and he's very loving. And so fast forward to maybe like a year after I had seen this cop, my mom met this friend at work and she was um, grieving her husband who was a cop. And she, she, you know, opened up to my mom about this, like literally it's so crazy little did we know they used to live in that house and that's where he died he lived in that house and my mom became friends with her because they worked i think they worked at nasa together um so that was kind of a really weird but amazing and incredible miracle um to have experienced that and just the intelligence of spirit they are literally insanely smart (laughs) yeah that's incredible so yeah. that kind of answers my 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 follow up question, which is, you know, I, I've I, since I've kind of started in investigating into the uh, this uh, this field, a lot of folks have said, and I think I, you even said it. I think the night that I was on your your channel, I think somebody asked, like, how how does your family feel about it? And I think you mentioned that uh, your family was more open to it. Um, your your in laws maybe not as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's always what the was in-laws. like. What was that like growing up? <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I, I imagine even before you got married too, when you were a kid, I can imagine that like, as other kids find out that this is a thing that some are probably like very, I would imagine intrigued. I would have been the kid who's like, tell me more, you know, but I imagine there were probably other kids too that kind of freaked him out maybe a little bit. Yeah, like, is that the case or? Definitely. I feel like I was always so open about, you know, and I didn't have the correct terminology about you know, the, the right ways to speak about the spirit world. So I would often refer to spirit as like ghosts. <laughs> I would hmm. say like, oh, I see ghosts or I see, I wouldn't even see say dead people. I would just say like ghosts. That's like the way hmm. that I acknowledged them because I didn't have any sort of training or anything. 
around this topic and neither did my mom. It was just kind of like, Alex was the ghost girl and people would literally call me ghost girl. And especially like in elementary school, I would see these two twin ghosts or spirit girls um, nearing like the playground. There was like a little portable or like a little, I don't know what they call them, little classrooms that are like, I don't know what they're called. Oh, like a modular? Yeah, like something like that. And there was these two little spirit girls and they were twins and I would see them every single day. And I would tell my friends, there's two little girls over there. And it was kind of like my friends at elementary would be like, oh my God, that's so scary. And they would like start screaming and like, and it started to like freak me out. And I wasn't even scared to begin with. And I think that this is the age where I started to fear spirit was just being around all of the other kids. And then they would call the little girls like demons and say that they were like evil spirits and they were haunting. Cause like at this age in elementary school, those children either through their upbringing through religious background through scary movies or just kind of like you know through the grapevine they had heard that if there was a spirit person that they were haunting you and so Hmm. um i started to talk to my teacher about the little girls that i was seeing by the um you know the the play yard and she actually told me that there was two twin sisters that had passed away that were students at the school and you know, she was very encouraging. I don't even remember like what teacher this was. It, I was so young, but I just remember her being so encouraging of me. And like, yeah, but I, at that point, I started to kind of hide it a little bit because people started. Oh, you you, paused, you froze for a second, but I think you're back. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I was just saying that my family has always been really encouraging of it, even though they have really no experience or knowledge about the spirit world. I've been able to teach them now as an adult, but as a child, they were very much like, oh, you see a little girl in your room. Okay, cool, Alex. Like, it was like, whatever. <laughs> I used to say stuff like that all of the time. It really wasn't a big deal in my family, but they are really encouraging of it, even still to this day, especially my mom. Oh, that's great. I, I was going to say, the other question, I think you kind of started to answer this a little bit is, I've, I've heard that um, and a lot of times with people who have this gift, a lot of times they'll find out after the fact that, oh, uh, someone else, you know, further back in the family line also had this gift. So it seems to yeah. be something that kind of runs through the family generations. Is that the case for you as well? Did you find out later that, oh, grandma also had this gift or great grandma yeah. or something? Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. I feel like my grandmother, who's still living, she... um you know, her mom passed away years ago and she, she would mention that she would like feel the presence of her mom around her. She had even seen her mom while she was in church during like a service and she saw her mom um, near, nearby the pastor and she literally had like angel wings and she came to like tell her that she was okay and she was safe and she would have these sort of visions that were very real for her um, and just kind of like incredible spirit apparition that would you know happen in her home things and objects moving and what have you and so i feel like my grandmother is really inclined to mediumistic abilities and psychic abilities i feel like she just never was taught about it or encouraged with that 
some people have it and don't realize that they have it. It, it, you know, it'll be more so like things happen that feel like a coincidence or like, Oh, that was weird. Like, what was that? And so, um, I feel like a lot of people have this ability and don't even know it. Um, although I do want to say just like with that singing analogy, every single person on this planet can do mediumship and we all can be psychic. We already naturally are. We just have to develop it and learn how to understand it and how we receive that information. And like, honestly, all it takes is just kind of trusting and surrendering, which is hard for us because as humans, we are very controlling and want to be in a controlled um, state of being. And then when we're not, we feel like we're not safe. So that's the hard thing about mediumship is you have to be very vulnerable when you are connecting fully trusting to be led by the spirit um and so yeah my mom also has premonition dreams she'll wake up crying just feeling so sad and she'll say like oh i had a dream that you know your brother got arrested today and then literally he would get arrested on that day he's in prison right now actually he's been in in and out of prison because he's just He's just naughty, um, but it's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> he's a naughty person. <laughs> so yeah, my mom has crazy premonition dreams. She's even had premonitions of like um, people in our family that would pass away, and it, it has always happened. And so she definitely resents her own ability to connect because she feels like she doesn't want to know that information beforehand, and it really scares her. And she also does not have any desire to see, feel, hear, or know that a spirit person is around her. It terrifies her. <laughs> and so it's if it's, you know, that's okay. Like mediumship is not always you know to serve other people a lot of times it's just for us to connect to spiritualize the self and to feel like we are connected in one with source god creator great spirit whatever you call it it's there and we all have a connection to that so yeah (laughs) love that that's awesome um so tell me a little bit, you, you, you kind of started talking about it a little bit. I'd, I'd be fascinated to know. It seems like every uh, medium has kind of their own, um, I don't know, we'll say ritual or, or things mm-hmm. that they do to kind of prepare and, and get in that zone. And I've seen some who have like notepads where they just kind of scribble around. Um, and and I don't know if that's more of a meditative thing or, or whatever, but everybody seems to have their own kind of routine. Um, what, what, is, what is yours and how did you kind of develop? How'd you figure out that that's kind of the thing that helps with the process, yeah. I guess? So I, my routine honestly changes with every person depending. I'll have some clients that I start preparing the night before. Like let's say I have an 11 a.m. session um, and I just am led by my own body, my own spirit, and I'll start preparing the night before. I'll get, um, you know, very clear on what my signs, symbols, body sensations, body placements are. And so what that means, you're probably like, what the hell does that mean? (laughs) I have, um, I'm very clairsentient, which is clear feeling. So spirit communicates to me a lot through standing very close to me, and I can actually feel them standing next to me. And they'll give me little sensations in different body parts that will signify to me how they passed. Um, Mm. And so I have to also be really flexible with that too. I can't get too caught up on what the sign or symbol is because um, some spirit people will give me like a a tingle in my my temple, my right temple specifically. And to me, that means that they had diabetes. Um, But Mm. sometimes they'll give me a pain right there and that could mean that they were shot. I have to also go like with the context of what they're saying to me in the moment. I have to feel 
where is this leading me? So I have to be very open with it too. But um, I will go through my body sensations and what everything means to me. So I'm like really clear on the knowledge of it when I go into the reading, like, oh, they're touching me here. This is what that means. Like I feel sometimes like I'll get cramps and that means like ovarian cancer. I'll get nauseous for like just cancer in general. Um, (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes spirits will make me feel like I have to use the bathroom. Number two, when they had like intestinal (laughs) cancer or something, it's always the men usually that do that to me. And so I have to also make sure that I am not eating too much before a reading and just make sure that I'm completely emptied out. If you know what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) before I go into the reading, because I don't want to have to pee or be hungry or you know, like whatever I'm experiencing, I want to make sure I'm completely good, checked off whatever I need to do before the reading. But um, my process, I usually prepare an hour before the session. I am either meditating or listening to music or just kind of sitting here and doing my own version of breath work, which is, um, I just started doing this thing. And it actually, because I, I, I figured this out because I had like high blood pressure after having my two children Uh, my blood pressure was always so freaking high. And I was like, what do I do to fix this? And so I would ask my spirit team, like, please help me. And they're like, girl, you got to meditate. And so I would start meditating. And what my spirit guides have taught me is that like, in order to stay very present with the body and learn how to surrender, especially for mediumship, if you're a medium, this is like a great tip to stay present and like get in that headspace. Um, You don't control your breathing at all. Like if I was just to sit here, I'm like, okay, it's a deep breath. Now I'm just waiting. I am absolutely not going to try to breathe at all. Like my goal is to like, try to like not breathe, but I'm letting my body do it naturally on its own. And you'll see that the breath becomes actually very uneven, but the heart rate steadies and you get grounded really fast. So it's being in the space of like becoming aware of your breath and your body chooses to breathe, but not actively controlling it or trying to make the breath steady. Um, so that like helped even out my blood pressure and also helps me get into like a really clear spirit mindset. Um, but I had a teacher and I I still consider him my mentor because I love him. His name is Michael Mayo and he's, um, an amazing medium and mentor. And he actually, I have all my training from him and he teaches us to sit in the power before reading and attune yourself. And that used to take me 45 minutes to even feel like I was attuned to spirit because my mind is so freaking active. Like I just have all these crazy thoughts. Like it doesn't stop. I'm always distracted. And so it took me a long time to like get in the meditative state where your body feels numb. You feel like you're having an anxiety attack because you can't feel your feet and like your, your body's vibrating. And so that's what he taught for the process. But as I kind of started to have different teachers and kind of just learn to like trust my own channel and how it works for me, my process more so looks like putting on like ratchet hip hop music, like any song that I like that raises, gives me chills. Like, you know, those songs that you just like, they just hit and just give you chills. I listen to that kind of music that gets me in my own like space of like just feeling good and confident. So I like to put my headphones on, blast it, listen to music. And that's it. That's like my process. And when I feel comfortable in my body and my body likes what it's hearing and listening to, um, then I'm ready. Sorry, that was a long ass explanation. No, I love that. That's, <laughs> no, that that's fascinating. And and so like after so like you know walking me through kind of the process. So, so obviously that's your that's your prep work. Um, mm-hmm. 
once you're kind of in that that headspace or that uh, you know that you know that place um what what does it like when you talk about your spirit guides um are these like the same spirit guides that you have for every reading uh they're they're like constant are were they people before like do you know who they are yeah some of them i have a lot of spirit guides i will say like i have a lot (laughs) i think everybody (laughs) has you know they're depending on i guess and this is what I'm about to say is not even like a fact. It's just like what I'm speculating from my own experience. Mm-hmm. So other mediums and teachers that may be listening, don't get mad at me. And this is literally just my <laughs> opinion and it will change probably tomorrow. But I have this belief right now that everyone has different amounts of spirit guides, depending on your soul purpose and your soul needs. Also, if you're grieving or if you have depression or if you have like a mental illness or like if you're like a drug addict or like whatever is going on in your life that you need healing or resurrection of some kind you'll probably have more spirit guides Hmm. to be there to assist you in your healing and in your help um and then for people who are like doctors teachers mediums healers anything like that in the field of helping others and serving you know communities you will also have more spirit guides because you have to be led by something much greater to serve communities of other people. And so I always call in the two, my two, I have one spirit guide that I've, she's been with me forever and her name is star and she's my gatekeeper. She really protects me and she makes me feel, uh, you know, she helps me kind of cleanse my energy when there's any sort of negativity around me or within me from my own, you know, lack of mentality or my own self doubt and self criticism. She'll help me clear that out and just kind of helping protect my energy with like boundaries and stuff. And she really facilitates the spirit people. She'll get them into a line, especially when I'm like on a live, like on TikTok. Um, I have a lot of spirit people <laughs> joining on the call because sometimes my views can go all the way up to like a thousand people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every single one of those people has somebody in spirit that will come through. And so I have a line. And I always, my only rule with the line is that priority spirits come first, meaning if you, if the client absolutely needs to hear from you, you would be the first one to step forward. And so my spirit guide star facilitates that. And then she also has them sign an energetic like intake form where they have to energetically tell, like be prepared with the information. What is your name? How did you pass? What was your job in life? Like, who are you connecting to? What is your relationship? What are your bad habits, good habits, hobbies, et cetera, et cetera. Anything that the client has that, you know, you gave to them, how are your services? They have to kind of tell my spirit guide that and make sure that before they come and talk to me, that they are very clear in what they have to say. And honestly, that's not even necessary. It's just kind of like what I do to make myself feel more prepared because spirit is very intelligent. Um, I know that's not even necessary for me to like facilitate that, but I do just because I'm OCD and it helps me feel very prepared. (laughs) Um, And so then I'll have like spirit helpers, which are kind of random spirits that are in the, just in the spirit world that are well knowledgeable on mediumship. So they would have been mediums in life, or they would have been teachers in life, or they would have just been in the spirit world long enough to be able to help me understand what spirit is trying to say to me. They can help the spirit people give me different ways of showing me the information. If they see that I'm confused, then they'll give the spirit person, okay, show it, 
show her this image instead or because you know your spirit guides know you so well they know how you communicate and how you receive information and so sometimes you know they show us things and it just doesn't make sense i'm like i don't know why you're showing me a crocodile <laughs> and then they'll be like oh florida and i'm like oh florida okay yeah <laughs> So sometimes they, it's, the communication is like charades. It's like they're speaking a different language that I have to interpret. And yeah, so I've, I can I tell you about this one experience that I had? Absolutely. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah, please so do. I was doing, <laughs> yay, I was doing this reading for this girl. This was like last week. Um, and I was connecting her to her father. And she, like the most incredible evidence was coming through. Just, I mean, I don't even remember what evidence came through. Just like the most amazing details and she was bawling her eyes out i mean she was hyperventilating like bawling kind of screaming with so much love like it wasn't angry it was like she was just calling out to her dad because she felt him there Mm. i think through the evidence and through the proof that he is still existing in a different plane of 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 existence sorry and so nearing the end of her reading i started to feel and also clairvoyantly sort of see more spirit people standing and hovering around us and when i looked out to see who it was there were a bunch of like spirits that were not connected to her not connected to me and they were writing notes on how the information was healing her body and her mind and her soul and so they're taking notes on what information is important how this was affecting her body how i was receiving it like i have chills just saying this because i can feel my team here like my spirit team just being like yes 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 like they want they i think that that spirit wants us to know that they are also equally learning through our ability to surrender and cry and be vulnerable and and heal through all of these fucking hard ass things that we go through in life losing our kids losing our husbands and wives and just going through really hard shit that we feel that we can't even bear another day. And Mm. spirit is literally watching us with so much love and grace and compassion and seeing us cry and how the body is actively healing and they are taking notes and, and they're, they're learning from us. And I think that it's just so beautiful. That was such a life-changing experience for me to just see my client heal and then see how in awe the world of spirit was to see how that affected her, just the reading itself. I don't know. I thought it was really, um, I thought it was really profound. Thanks for listening to part one of my interview with psychic medium, Alex Chavez. I'll be back next week with part two in our last episode for this season. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the other guests or topics, consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show and sharing with a friend. Until next week, I've been your host, John Williamson, and you've been listening to From the Void.